0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you, and the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Robbie Thomas with us as we talk about his psychic abilities. Robbie, have you ever seen a crime being committed before it happens?
1: Yes. Um, two days prior to a little girl going missing... I had a vision of this 8-year-old little blonde girl going into a tree line right beside a big pile of rocks and wood debris. I seen the horse and buggy wagon wheels, Mennonite-drawn um, buggies, uh, the laneway. Uh, I drew all this out, and as I did and kept my notes, I actually went and talked to a program director on Um, another radio program in my home city it was called Fox 99 and he says on, on a clip he goes I remember you showing me this before they investigated it and he goes I'm skeptic but he goes I'm a believer now and then what I did was, after it happened, and you know, George, there's nothing you can do. You can't stop the inevitable. I learned that over the years, no matter what happens, if you're shown the day before.
0: Really? you just, you just Even if you tell the right people, they can't get in the way somehow?
1: It's That's the thing. I'm shown a portion or a part of what's going on. So if I would have known it was her name or or where it was, maybe something different might have transpired but at that time there was just that's all it was given so you, i just go with the flow i do what i do I've, I've learned that over the years you know to make sure i make my notes and i do it two days later she went missing and sure enough i get in contact with the family i go down i meet the family and i get in and talk to detective brown we're discussing matters I'm, they got my sketches they got what have you um sure enough little victoria was found in the trees, in the tree line, beside a big pile of rocks, um, in the book itself. The amount of evidence that proves each case to, which I want the listeners to know, is all the text messages, all the emails, all the, the law enforcement testimonials are all there for each case, letters from families that stipulate what's all happened. Um, so it just makes it very, uh, very viable read to to look at that and say well it truly does happen and in saying that you see the grandmother's one um, email she says it all came together and I remember the Mennonite village or the people dressed in Amish clothing and the buggies and the wheels and yeah it's um, it's something that again I wish George there was something I could do to stop it and And and, and in all these years, I've not been able to. So um, I've learned you just can't stop the inevitable.
0: Why do you feel some crimes and some others you don't? Example, it would have been great had you felt this Florida situation before it happened and somebody would have listened. But like you say, it's inevitable. It can't be stopped. But what makes you pick up one episode and not 20 of them?
1: You know, I can't explain that. I wish I could. Um, I just, it's the way that spirit moves or or works. Um, When I get called in on a case and they send me a photograph, and I'm looking at a four-year-old little boy from Kentucky, and I'm in my home, I'm I'm just looking on screen, and then I'm I'm channeling everything that's going on. I write down stadium lights, and I make the circles on the paper. And then I ask for more information, I get repeat offender of two boys. So I write that down, read Pete Fender, two boys. And then I write down flags that go in the ground for gas lines and men in orange vests and construction. Well, if you stood on the murderer's front porch, the construction was right in front of his house. And then the stadium lights, and I asked for a name, they gave me John. So I put John, and if you, and if you look through the clearing of the, of the tree line across the street, Papa John Stadium was right there. So this is the information I'm getting, and I'm, and I'm gathering it. And then when there was a pull-away, that pull-away was the boy being murdered, and I felt that, and there was nothing, it was a void. There was absolutely nothing. And in the book, I, I don't hold back on language. It's very raw. It's just how I am. And when I explain it, I, I talk about I'm angry because there's nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Left. And then all of a sudden, we channel back in. And as I'm getting channeled back in, I know that he's been murdered. So then oh, I'm, nice. I'm yelling at out loud. I said, give me his name. And he did. He gave me Cecil. And I write Cecil and on the little, um, descriptive little picture of, through a four-year-old boy's eyes was the monster. And if you take a look, that's in the book, the picture of the mugshot of them of the monster and him, it's very uncanny how the ears and everything are all the same pointy and, yeah, yeah. you know, and then, um, I just I just wrote that down. The name Cecil, and put an arrow to the to the monster's head, and uh, all the all the demographic of who he was and what what happened. That was the man who murdered murdered the four year old boy Cecil Eugene New.
0: Have you ever had a brain scan or anything like that done?
1: You know, I years ago. I'm talking maybe ten, maybe fifteen years ago. This scientist in England wanted to fly me over, and he wanted to hook me up to. Things to do: scanning of my brain, and, and I'm just not going to be a guinea pig.
0: Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Are you happy you have this gift?
1: No. Um, is it a is is does it is it like
0: a plague to you?
1: Well, not so much a plague. It's that you know I've seen so much. I mean, I've 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 actually with with law enforcement, I I look at autopsy photos. I these are things that normal people shouldn't see. Um, in the normality of life. This is not what you should see. Um, you know, I see the death over and over, and then there's also the good stuff. I find people alive, and I bring them home. But it's And that's
0: got to be rewarding for you.
1: Yes, yeah, that that's rewarding. I mean, a mom who followed me since the mid-1990s, and she called me up one day and said, I'm, I just thought I'd never have to use you. And I said, what's the matter, Kim? And she said, Daughter got taken into the sex slave trade, and the detective is up, his arms are up in the air, doesn't know what to do. So he asked if we can talk, and I said, "Sure, let's see what we can do." And I tried to describe what I seen and what I wanted her to do, and she said, "There's no way I am going to do that. I come from a very conservative family, and they'll just disown me." So the, the heated discussion went on for a bit, and then we hung up the phone. It was the next day she called me back again. And she said, "Um, yeah, I'm going to do what you do. And I said, look, you have to do what I say because you can't think and rely on what other people feel or say to you. You have a daughter that's missing, and they're not going to be able to go and find her. So I'm trying to tell you, you came to me, this is what we're going to do. I said, they're watching your social media. You have to put this on your social media. They're watching. Sure enough, George, they are watching her social media. And this was like a Friday.
0: You mean the people who took the daughter?
1: Yes, absolutely. And the daughter was watching it too. And when she put down what we discussed, I can't remember verbatim what we all discussed and put down there, but she put it down. The Friday, that happened. The Sunday, she had her daughter back. And she wrote the letter, and in her letter, she writes, and he brought my daughter home.
0: Now, who'd she write the letter to? To me. To
1: you. She, said, you, right. she you can put this on your website, or you can put this in whatever I can use it for.
0: Did police come and ha- ask for help, or just the lady?
1: Um, through her, the detective
0: asked her to call me. I mean, this, this sounds like a huge criminal enterprise that you could bust up.
1: Well, there was, it's huge. Believe me, sex slave trade is huge.
0: Human trafficking, same thing, right? Human
1: trafficking, that's what it it
0: What's been going on in this country for a long time? It's probably happening uh, by the thousands of people,
1: I would guess. All over. I write in the book on social media, there's a chapter in the book and I want all families out there to, if you can, you know, this book is a double fold. It's information for the families, for your children, for you. It's to show you, you know, social media. There, there are some monsters out there on social media today, and they're watching. Believe me, they're watching. So there's a whole chapter about social media in there and your child and what precautions to take.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.